Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. This week's episode is a little harsh, a little tough love, which I personally love. I love getting tough love, and I think it's really beneficial for me and my own progress and everything, and um, I kind of love to give it, too. So the topic is that nobody cares. (laughs) I know, like, coming out the gate swinging, right? Like, whoa, damn, harsh, Renee. But I've just been thinking about this so much recently, and partially because it's coming from my own life. I sent out an email a couple weeks ago to my list talking about just like how hard it is to ask for help and how women try to take all of it on all of the time, even when you're drowning and you're in the middle of the ocean and you have a 20 put foot or a 20 pound weight tied to your foot. You're like, no, no, I got it. <laughs> I don't want to bother. I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to bother you. I'm good. I'll, I'm sure I'll figure this out. It's like you are literally drowning and sharks are circling you. You're not okay. <laughs> and we don't want to bother anyone. We don't want to ask for anyone because we're like, well, I don't know. Maybe there will be an island soon and I can just figure it out on my own. And, you know, I don't, I, what if people know that I'm not okay? Then what will they think? What if, what if, you know, I'm, the, I'm the strong one. I'm the one that's supposed to hold us all together. I'm the glue. What do we do if I'm not okay? And that was what the email was about. And I got a lot of great feedback on that, which just solidifies this idea that so many of you out there, so many of my friends, so many of my peers, so many of my clients are the strong one and you need some help. You need some support. You need to talk to someone that gets it. You need to take something off your plate But at that same time, there's all this fear around letting other people down. What will other people think? Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not even someone you directly know. Maybe it's just random people on the internet. You know, maybe, maybe you're a mom and you need to hire a nanny and you're like, you know what? I work part-time or I don't work at all. And this kid is driving me insane. And my God, I need a freaking break. But in your brain, you're like, but so-and-so is doing this and she doesn't have a nanny and -and so-and-so is doing this. So why can't I? What's wrong with me? I should be able to. Or you're in a business and it's not going as well as you wanted. And instead of asking for help, our ego gets in the way and we just keep sinking. Or you're in, you know, you're in a career and you're miserable. And 
every day is just beating you down and you just keep plastering on a smile going into work because you can't you can't afford to let anyone down you can't afford to change your mind you can't afford to change directions so you just keep going because you need to make everyone else happy you need to make sure everyone else sees you in this way and listen again this is coming from personal experience from me like real time Real time. In that email I mentioned, like I went out and I I talked to a couple girlfriends and, you know, that was a big relief of just talking about it. It is insane how much the stories in our brains get injected with steroids when we keep them to ourselves. I had two conversations with two friends, honest, put it all out there about what was going on, where I was at, how I was feeling, and just the simple act of telling them made everything feel 50% easier. And I was all up in my head, what are they going to think? Is this going to change how they view me? Is this going to change what they think of me? Is this going to change, you know, the trajectory of my next year, my, my friendship? Like very big, very heavy, very scary for me. And I had those conversations and they didn't care. They were like, Okay, yeah, here's some suggestions. Here's some ideas. Oh, yeah, I've totally been through that too. I get it. This is what I would do. What do you want to do? And we talked through it. It is so easy to make yourself suffer because what will they think? The truth is nobody cares. Truly, I'm about to go real dark here, so I'm giving it to you straight. I'm giving it to you hard today. I often think about this after my mom died. And I was like, holy shit, all these people are just going to work, going back to, back to everyday life. Nobody actually cares Yes, there of course are those four or five very close people that that will care and I will care forever more than four or five, right? Like, but as a whole, as a as a whole, our society, nobody cares. Everyone is worried about themselves. If what you're doing does not immediately impact that person in some way that is drastic, they don't care. There may be a wave of disappointment. There may be a wave of inconvenience. There may be a wave of shock. And guess what? They're going to get over it so fast because nobody cares. And I'm saying this not, not to be depressing or like a Debbie Downer, but I'm saying this because it is so important for you to be honest with yourself and show up for this yourself in the way that you need and to not be living for all the random people on the internet or in your brain that you are making up or even what your family might think because 
they're also just worried about themselves and they will get over it. And you know what? Honestly, too, most of the time when you talk to your family about whatever you're going uh, like spinning out in your brain about they're you they're often not always right like sometimes it doesn't go well but they're often so much more understanding than you ever imagined your brain just goes to worst case scenario just like mine did what do i what are these women going to think of me when i talk to them about this when i'm really honest and vulnerable and tell them i need some help how are what are they going to am i weak now no that wasn't what happened. I, in fact, gained, gained so much strength because I was no longer fighting that battle alone. I opened up. I got vulnerable and I asked for what I need. So that's one part of it. The other part is not asking, not crowdsourcing your answers, not looking over to what so-and-so is doing. The most important part for you in this life is to hone in and focus on what you want. You have to get so good at putting your blinders on. They do this to horses in races because if they don't, The horses get distracted, they get spooked, they get all the things with the other horses. So they put those blinders on the horse's eyes so they stay focused on their lane, on their race. What other people around you are doing, the type of relationship that they are in, the way that they save or spend their money, the types of workouts that they do, the way that they eat, the goals that they have for themselves is none of your business. I'm reading this book while I'm listening to it right now, and it's very like David Goggins heavy, like no pain, no gain, like rise and grind, don't be a little bitch. And (laughs) you may be wondering like, oh my God, why are you listening to that? It's because he's really good at what he does. And I, I think it's fascinating and inspiring to read or hear from people that are really good at what they do. Like my boyfriend's pretty good at rollerblading and I think it's awesome. Like I think it's awesome that they're, they're really good at that. So whether it's, whether it's ax throwing, whether it's crocheting, whether it's triathlons, whether it's hunting, like who cares if you're really good at it? I'm, I think it's awesome. And this person has a real drive, a real get up and go for it. And there were parts during this book where he was talking about kind of his work, workout ethic, like not sleeping so he could get these things in and, and you know, the no matter what. And I had to kind of pause it. I was like, ooh, because it was kind of starting to get under my skin a little like, oh, am I not doing enough? Am I not pushing hard enough? And the truth is, someone's always going harder than you. I mean, if you think about every single person on the planet, someone's going harder. Like, okay. But that's none of my business. 
Because you know what listening to him wasn't doing is it wasn't inspiring me. That's why I took a little break. I was like, eh, well, maybe I'll just take a step back. Because listening to that, looking at that, absorbing that, consuming that was not helping me. I need to put my own blinders on and get really focused and clear on what I'm doing. And because of my history with food, body, addiction, anxiety, I have to be a little bit more careful than the average person. I can't just rise and grind and kill myself because it's not good for my mental health. That's the fact. And I have to know that about me and I have to really get solid on that and know my own limits and put those blinders on and focus on what my own goals are for my health, for my future, for my sanity, for my income level, for the realities of my life. And looking and comparing and, you know, trying to figure out what they're doing and if if you're falling behind and just all of this comparison is just not helpful and it doesn't matter. It does not matter what your friends are doing. It does not matter what people in your industry are doing. It really doesn't. What do you need to do so that when you go to bed at night, you can be really proud of yourself? So keep this in mind as you're moving through this week. If you notice yourself falling into the comparison trap, freely unfollow, freely mute, freely shake yourself out of that and know that you're doing that. Call yourself on that. Like that isn't your life. That isn't your path. That isn't your journey. Bring it back to you. When you notice that comparison coming up, when you compare yourself to to so-and-so's body, like great, it ain't your body, not your business. I'm going to do another podcast on this, actually, the body image, the last 10 pounds. If you didn't listen to the last week's episode with Hillary, go listen to that. But I'm, I'm going to talk more about that because we also only see that one snapshot of these individuals crushing it or happily on Instagram with their dogs and their kids or in their beautiful cars or taking their vacations. Like we, we really only get one snapshot. We don't see the boring, the mundane the bills, the stress, the anxieties. We don't get any of that. And if you're not careful, you make up an entire story in your head where you're always last. What they're doing is none of your business. And what you're doing, nobody cares. So make sure that you love it. Make sure that it aligns with what you want for yourself. Don't make yourself suffer anymore because of what so-and-so might think. It's just not worth it. All right, my friends, I told you it was a little bit of tough love and hopefully you got exactly what you needed from this episode. And if you did, or if you're new here, I'd love to hear from you. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Renee Sager. That's linked up in the show notes. Come say hi, take a screenshot of this message, share it, tag me. I love to repost. I love to meet listeners. So thanks for being here. I'll be back next week. 
I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.